You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. What is up, boys and girls, and welcome back to another episode of Buy, Hold, Sell, and Avoid. I'm Andy, your host, and one player we know who for sure is a sell is Nathan Cleary. Um, all right, guys. <laughs> I'll see you next week. That's our show done. <laughs> now, lucky there are some people who have some plenty of trades up their sleeves. And that's for that, we'll bring the geniuses in. We'll start with Kyle. No trades after this week or what's the plan? Are we really uh, doing this all show for the listeners instead? Oh, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm down to the ducky, mate. I'm going to zero. Cleary was my, uh, my only problem this week. And my one trade allows me to get rid of him. And I'm trying to decide whether I go boom, boom, factor Tarpani or I go consistency daily Cherry Evans. So I've got a little bit longer to decide. I'm leaning towards Tarpani for the boom factor and some rank increases at the moment, but I may still go back to DCE. Nah, nice. Let's bring in our other professor, professor, Professor Robbo. How are we going, mate? You got trades up your sleeve or what? I do, in fact. So as I spoke about last week, it was you know zero or two. I ended up actually going for one. Now the reason for that is I locked in the Cole to buy trade after the first game, but I ended up reversing my Ponga to Haas trade after Nathan Cleary tried to literally end Dylan Brown on Friday night. So I just wanted to give myself a little bit more breathing room when it came to using Cleary's value uh, across my team. So three trades left. We've got two halves, Brown and DCE. Uh, starting for me, got Dwayne my winger fullback. So I do need to bring in at least a half a winger fullback when I send Ponga and Cleary out the door. So looking at James Tedesco and Cameron Murray coming in, which are going back in the ranks the last three weeks. So hopefully everyone in front of me has used their trades and Murray and Tedesco can be a bit of NOS for my team going through for the last five rounds. Two great additions. Uh, look, you're definitely, you might even catch me. Uh, I think I'm 735 rank at the moment. We'll see. Yeah, triple <laughs> your rank. So I think, I've, I, yeah. think I, I think that one might be out of the equation unless you play like the last three weeks with 15 players. It's not, not out of the cards. And in boy. All right. And boy, listeners, we have a debut today. It's a very good friend of mine and a longtime listener of the show. We've got Louis. Louis, would you like to make a piece on the show? How you been? And Tell us how, how, just quickly, how'd you get into fantasy? Hey, everyone. I'm very happy to actually be on. Uh, like you said, long-time listener, and I'm close with uh, some of the boys that run it. How do I get onto fantasy is basically just when you guys started the potty, I thought it's something I can just do to have a chat to you about. Um, you know, I was feeling left out. Everybody was talking <laughs> about it. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to try. Um, last year didn't go so well. This year, not so well either, but I'm definitely improving. Got to about that 17,000 rank, which, look, it, I'm a starter, so I'm <laughs> going to go with that. Hopefully uh, next year we can go better. Um, yeah, look, just a little bit upset. I sent it last week. Um, unfortunately, I used all four trades straight away, and I've got no trades. So I've got Cleary sitting there. I've got a, you know, a couple of big names that I can't even get rid of. But, look, <laughs> yeah, really happy to... To be here with you guys and, and to talk, talk yeah, just about footy. 
Well, I've actually also brought Louis on because he's a para fan. So I'm just trying to bolster bolster my ranks within the talking league community. So that's another reason why we brought him on. Uh, hey, hey, Robbo. So uh, while we got you, you, would you like to bring in the Plug the Boys articles this week? For sure. So as everyone knows, TalkingLeaguePod.com is where you can find all the written content from the Talking League team. So I went through on the weekend and did an emergency version of the Makato, looking at Nathan Cleary and the importance of setting up your team correctly so you can reverse trades mid-round, which obviously I was able to do. Going forward from that, uh, I did do quick tap this week looking at TLT, but the feature piece this week is from Riley. So continuing on from that emergency edition of the Mercato on Saturday, he's going to be looking at Cook, Murray and Munster and their prospects of being your Cleary replacements. So again, talkingleapod.com. Lovely. Now, before we get on to buy, holds, uh, avoid section, I'd really like to give a special thanks to everyone who's putting reviews on Apple and Spotify. Means a lot, and if you haven't done it, please do. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, maybe even say a, a cheeky few comments <laughs> in the reviews, <laughs> so we get a good <laughs> laugh. There's, a, there's some good ones on there, but now keep it up. And thank you very much for that, guys. Um, all right, let's get on. List number one for buy, hold, sell, uh, avoid. We've got a personal favourite of mine, Sean Lane. So he's 724k, 1.9 percent, six percent owned. Do you know he's actually the top five edge? In fantasy, which is absolutely shocking. Like I, I had wraps this bloke, but as uh, as Robbo knows, this man can hit a line like a like a champion. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, can we? What what are your thoughts about him? Sean Lane, he's he's a very very interesting player. As Sean Lane, definitely shut under the radar all year. Like you know, look, he averages forty one in base. So you throw in those attacking stats that he's been getting this year, and they're sort of your fifty points week in week out. You know, he, he averages a 1.1 offloads um, to ground a game and a one offload per, uh, to hand a game uh, this year, and then an average of 115.2 run meters a game uh, and 30.6 tackles. So when you sprinkle in those with his, you know, and you mix his base stats and his attacking stats up, he um, he's going to get you 50 points every week, you know, week in, week out. And Andy and Jason have got the old... Fingers going the, on the there. The salt bay, the salt bay. The salt. You know, he definitely does. <clears throat> um, he does, you know, and he's, he's scored a few tries this year as well um, and setting up his, his those left side, outside backs. So um, he's he's had a really good year and he's definitely shot onto the radar. He could be a little a little sneaky one to maybe start with next year, knowing that he's still going to be on that left side for para. He's not going to be playing Origin and he's really playing uh, 80 minutes week in, week out. Um but at, at 724k this time of year, I think you've well and truly missed the bus. You can get Bain Haas for exactly the same price or someone by the name of Nat Butcher who's $200,000 cheaper and probably going to give you the same sorts of scores and the same output. So for, for me, Sean Lade's in a void, but I'm liking the way he is next to his halves partner who we're going to talk about next. Oh, he, he segued. <laughs> yeah, while we are staying on the Parramatta train, let's go with... He's a very popular man in um on in the fancy chat at the moment. So a few, a few people are on him, but tell me why we are on why we on or off uh Dillbag. Six hundred and twenty-three K, 5.8% owned, which I feel like that could rise. But what are your thoughts on him, Robbo? Yeah, he's quite interesting, Dylan Brown. So full disclosure, I do own him and bought him in around 14. So I have to be the biggest fan of him because uh, he's gone down in price and hasn't really performed. But across the season this year, 52.5 when he's played in the halves, which is where we're looking to see him finish the season, assuming his half partner, Mitch Moses, uh, didn't get that finger injury. Now, looking into his games without Moses in the team, 
If you jump straight on footystatistics.com, you get 65.7 average across six games, three of those in 2020, three in 2021, three wins, three losses. However, it's very important, and I harp about this point whenever people look to use that website for their analysis, you need to contextualize the stats because, as we know, 2021 was a completely different game to 2022. Not only that, the scoring change in 2022, we saw that sort of uh, you know, downtick for kick meter points and for tackle bus points. So when we take those things into consideration, he averages about 58 without Moses across those six games, which if we can get that out of him, that's fantastic at his current price. So main difference? Is just the kick meters. As we know, Mitch Moses, fantastic kicker, gets the ball in the right spot. So why would Dylan Brown you know, hijack that during their uh, games together? 283, he's kicked uh, the ball for without Moses, 59.1 meters per game this year when he's played with Moses in the halves. So, a, you know, almost a seven point difference there. So if you look at that, you're probably thinking, yeah, he's an instant buy. My concern there is I think with the game plan, just to take a little bit of pressure off Jacob Arthur is Reid Amani we asked to do a little bit more kicking. So I think we may not see necessarily 300 kick meters out of Brown. It might be in that low 200. So for me, definitely hold him if you've got him. There's some attacking upside there that you need to rely on if you think he's going to be a buy. And the only circumstance I'd recommend a coach buying him would be if he's that enabler for you to go and grab another elite gun. So let's just say you were looking to buy Cameron Murray, a Joseph Tarpany, or dare I say, a Cameron Munster. Now, look, I'm actually quite glad I did pick up um, deal bags. It must have been when I was on my massive para um, loving period about a couple of weeks ago when they weren't so hot and cold. But uh, look, speaking of uh, Munster, you did bring up that, that player there. 777K, is this a sign? Is he, is this is Munster from 777 heaven? 10% owned? Is he a buy, hold, sell or void, Kyle? So 777, perfect jackpot. And I think you're <laughs> going to hit it if you pick him up. Um, he's priced at 60 now, so I don't think he's going to go up much more in price. I think he's going to stay on that triple seven or around it we've been talking about him for a few weeks now saying how we think he's such a, a good buy and, and i totally agree i think you know the storm as i said i think they're gonna win five out of six i actually think now as we you guys talked about last night i think they're gonna win all six now that they've got penrith without cleary i think they can go close although they are not playing well i, I still think they're gonna really come home strong and uh cameron munster is going to be part of that um, along with um, Hughes and, and, and Harry Grant, they really all need to take ownership of that team. And I think they'll do that starting with uh, with Cam Munster. You know, he always seems to step up against those big, decent teams. that's happened with them, those stats before. And um, the thing with him is if he doesn't get the big kick meters, he gets massive run meters. And if he doesn't get big run meters, he gets the big kicking meters. The big and kick, bigger kicking meters comes from when they're playing those really good defensive sides. You know, he's up around at three, maybe 400 meters kicks uh so three to four hundred kick meters per game um uh, whereas jerome hughes is sort of um cut in half from that so um you know he's safe for 50 on the run home i think um <clears throat> safe for 50 but i think it's going to be more like 55 plus so i and you know he's also going to pick up the goal kicking he hasn't accumulated any points from goal kicking this year except for the two points that he got last week so i think that 55 plus is probably a little bit more realistic now uh, with him having the goal kicking uh, and and hoping that the Storm can go on a run and start scoring some points. I think you're going to see him 55 uh, plus. So um, a team that uh, the, the Storm have got very shortly in the Panthers is uh, next one up is Sean O'Sullivan. 
But look, I think uh, look, I'm going to have to stop telling you guys this run sheet. You steal my segues, guys. <laughs> I'm going to have to change them up because this is this is this is not on. Is, is there a coup here? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of short O'Sullivan, 639k, 1.53 percent owned, very low ownership. I'll be sort of believing that the, the no Cleary, the no Luai, is this going to be Sean's time to sort of step in and um, uh, be a fancy relevant player towards the end of the season, Robert? I'd argue Sean O'Sullivan's probably the most interesting player to come out of these round 21 team lists. Now, if we look at him in his career, playing in the halves, 46.2 when he's basically played out the entire game. There was a couple of games where he got a HIA in the last 15 minutes, but you know, still fairly reflective of what you could expect from him. I think this is where we see him playing in this Panthers team. Now, there is some upside. We did see this in round one. He scored 76 against Manly. There was two try assists and three line break assists in there, a couple of tackle busts not an offload to hand and a turnover. So he does have the ability to score across the stat sheet. So that upside is there. And you, essentially, you only need one or two of those real high-quality games from him to get a mid-50s average and to be on to a winner. I do think, though, if we've been realistic and not been overly optimistic, he probably needs the goal-kicking, not too dissimilar to um, you know, Munster getting that nice uplift. If O'Sullivan's going to be in that range, closer towards a Munster, he does need the goal-kicking. Keep in mind, the goals he's kicked this year, there was one thing in common in those games. There was no Stephen Crichton on the field. He will be kicking, as he did at the start of the season, when both O'Sullivan and Crichton were in the team. So, unfortunately, I think without that, he's going to struggle to really get the needle moving. The only time I would suggest a coach go after Sean O'Sullivan would be if they just don't have the budget to go for those better options, or if they just really want to send it and go for a real, real C-pod. But for me, he's in a void. Especially if Dillbags is a couple of K cheaper as well. He's, yeah, exactly. He's and as, as well, if you look at his opponent this week, he's up against a guy that does lots of tackle bus. I think he goes by the name of Joseph Tarpany. <laughs> uh, next up, we haven't got Joseph Tarpany, unfortunately. Uh, but no, we have got Joseph Tarpany <laughs> for the ruined segue again. Uh, 859K, 8% owned. Do we buy, hold, and sell? I know there's a fair few people on him, but what are your thoughts there, Kyle? Well, to start with, he's a Kiwi, so I'm probably going to buy him. <laughs> and that's it. All right, next on the list, we have... <laughs> nah, we, we all know how Big Tarps is playing at the moment. He is absolutely just killing it. Probably one of the best wards uh, going around at the moment, I feel, just for his... Across the park, the way he scores, it doesn't just have to be the, the, the attacking stats, you know? Um, the, the big thing is, can he maintain it? I think he can, you know, uh, if he can continue the good form he's showing. You know, as I just said, his attacking stats are ridiculous, but it doesn't matter who he's up against either. Like, you know, he played, um, what team was he played a couple of weeks? Because it last week, I can't even think who it was, but still got that big score against some really a really good forward pack. He was just offloading at will, you know. Every his, it was kind of reminds me of um of Tarpany. Uh, sorry, of Tarpany, of um <laughs> Pangai Jr. when he's in that form that he just offloads and offloads and offloads and that's what it was uh, against the Broncos he scored yeah, 94. It was. That's right. Sorry, yes. So just looking at him, you know, he's get those offloads away like uh Tavita Pangai Jr. does and he looks so dangerous. The thing with Tarpany as well, we all assume that his attacking stats are why he's scoring so good. But it's actually not. He is averaging forty six points in base this year. So 46 in the base, then you throw those attacking stats on top. Man, he, he's just going to, he's got that boom factor, and it is never going to be a game where he doesn't get attacking stats. So those 46 points plus, you know, he might get 20-odd attacking stats. 
that's going to give you 66 points straight away. So, um, you know, he's not going to score you 90s every week. But if, it, but if he continues the way he's going, there's no reason why he can't average 60 on the run home. So for me, if your team, I think if your team's got a really nice balance with the three solid halves, you know, like your DC, your Munster and Dylan Brown or Reynolds or whatever, and you've got one of Cook or Grun, I think Tarpany could be a real nice inclusion just to give you that boom factor and help you boost up some ranks. You know, he's still a really nice pot. He's still only, what, 8 8 percent owned, I think it was. Um, 4% yep. in the top 100 and only 5.5 in the top 1,000. So he's still a real big pod. So for me, he's a buy if your team's already nicely balanced. No, nah, very nice. Like He's only scored two tries in the whole season, so he's not relying yeah. on tries for points either. But don't go early on Tarpany in a hurry because guess who's next? Cameron Murray. 830 AK, 13.7% ownership. So he is probably going to be, he will be the first uh, rapid bounce this week. But what are your thoughts on Murray, Robbo? Is he, is he, is he a buy, hold, sell, avoid, or would you go him over Tarpany? What are your thoughts? Well, it appears I've passed the three date rule because you've allowed me to talk about a South Sydney player on this show. <laughs> so looking at Cameron Murray, let's jump back to last week at Rapid Bounce when we had the Cook or Murray question. I was the only one who went with Murray and I was pretty confident saying you either match Cook or outperform him. And we saw that last week. And I think that trend is going to continue. So I thought you were going to bring that up. I thought you were going to bring that up. <laughs> Well, it is actually important because, as we know, Murray and Cook are different prices at the moment, and Murray's a bit cheaper, but it hasn't always been that way this season. Murray was a lot more expensive earlier in the season when he went on that absolute tear at the start. So I think for Cameron Murray, expecting him to go 65-plus the rest of the season isn't unreasonable. He's averaged 66.5 when he's played 50 minutes or more this season. Now, in terms of South Sydney, as we know, the seventh, they're not locked into the finals, and they've got four really, really tough games ahead. And they've got an important game against the Warriors. Let's not forget, they do need to win that to keep the pressure on those teams chasing them. He's going to be out there as much as possible. He's the captain, and he makes things happen. You know, He can score across the board. Obviously, great footwork for attacking stats capable of a good offload and obviously runs uh, some fantastic lines where you know Cook's been able to find him a couple of times for a nice try. So in my opinion, of the plays that most people won't have, I think he's the best clear replacement if you have the positional versatility. So for example, you've got a few halves there, plenty of winger fullback, at least two hookers within your squad. I think Murray's going to be the best. I think he outperforms Tarpane, spoiler alert. I think he'll match Cook. And obviously, everyone has Heinz already. So for me, he's a fantastic buy if you've got the ability to go clear to Murray in one trade if you need. I think it's like, what, 15K, I think, from memory. So yeah, for me, he's a buy, and I'll leave it at that. I'm with you. I'm actually, I've got uh, a bit of halves cover. So I'm actually doing that exact trade. Cleary for Murray for me, purely because he's consistency. And yeah, I think they just need him. Yeah, exactly. And like, don't get me wrong, like Tarpany will offload the ball a lot, but... Uh, as we saw on the weekend, he can be a bit of a silly sausage sometimes and get sinned in. So I don't really see that in Murray's game. So just another thing to be careful of, that if Tarpany does another silly thing, he could get a week or two on the sidelines. All right, that's buy, hold, sell, avoid for the uh, segment done for this round. Um, before we smash out some questions, we've got Louis here for Optimal Health with a news and injury update. So not only do we want to perform our best on the field or on the potty, we also want to perform our best in the bedroom, and that's where Optimal Health come in. For more information, visit optimalhealth.com.au. But, Louis, take it away with the news and injury update. Thanks, Andy. Uh, so injuries from round 20, we had uh, Kennedy from the Sharks. He, he's hang, having ankle surgery, uh, but he should return back from finals time. 
felt is to miss at least one or two weeks with a hamstring issue. Jazz Tavaga seems to be ruled out for the season with a shoulder injury. Now, I was actually going to ask you guys, um, Aiken's been moved to the centre. Do you think that there's any issues with Aiken owners? Should they be worried? Or do you think this is, you know, I know this is not exactly related to Jazz, but it is with the team doing a bit of shuffling. Kyle, do you want to take this one? You Warriors fan? <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so he got named uh, a few weeks back in the centres and he actually started the second row. So uh, I don't think, yeah, I, I think he's going to go and start into the second row. You've got Pompey there in, uh, in the extended which I, I hope he kind of stays there, but I think he'll probably come into the centres and you'll see you and Aiken go to the back row and someone like Surinan or Murchie will go back to the bench. Uh, I think that'll be Surinan will go back to the bench. Oh, good news, because I'm an Aiken owner, so that's good to know. <laughs> uh, we've also got Bradman Best actually returns uh, for the Knights in the centres. Uh, he's recovered from his thumb injury. We know that Moses is out for at least a month uh, due to a broken finger. Uh, now, we are talking about Dylan Brown, but is there any interest in Gutherson maybe getting his hand on the ball more? I think he sort of – he might sort of become a bit more relevant fantasy-wise, but I think to this this day and age, I think it's too much of a risk to pick up a Gutho. Um, but, look, if he does goal kick, it could be a bit of a sign. So maybe it's uh, – if you've got a bit of trades up the sleeve, wait to see what he does this week, and he could be a round 22 pickup. All right, sweet. Uh, we've got uh, a few concussions over the weekend with uh, Meany missing a week and unfortunately Collins, who just returned from a concussion, who's uh, affected. So hopefully he's not out for too long. Olam has uh, COVID this week, so he will miss the Storm game. And we've got Hastings to miss the rest of the season due to a broken ankle. Which brings me to the suspensions. Carrigan is missing four weeks for that set tackle. And Cleary's banned for five weeks. Uh, so he'll be back for the first week of the finals. But you know what? I think you should have got the season. What do you reckon for that dirty tackle on Dylan Brown? Oh, horrible. <laughs> the para fan, 100% send him. <laughs> and uh, one from one para hater, Cleary, to another para lover, Clemmer has been dropped. So apparently it's for disciplinary reasons, uh, but we all know he wanted to win a premiership with para, but they just won't admit it. <laughs> um, we've got a few returning this round from injuries and suspensions. We've got Cobo back. On the wing for the Broncos, Rapana is back for Canberra. We've got RFM, he's named in the reserves for the Dogs. And uh, the Manly Seven, they'll be back, uh, except for Alloway, who's still out with a knee issue. Brandon Smith's back, named at 14. Man for Newcastle's named in the reserves. Crichton's back after that awful E injury. And Mitch Kenny back at 14 as well. Nice, Louis. Thank you very much. You know what? You can you can hang around because it might involve you in a very quick episode of Rapid Bounce. Uh, so we'll go with Jason first. We're going to go Murray versus Tarpany. Go. Murray, much more reliable across the board of scoring. Kyle? Agree, Murray, more reliable, but Tarpany's got the boom factor. And Louis? Yeah, I'll go Murray as well. Oh. I just think he's more reliable. It's it's a it's all four way banger for for Murray. <laughs> uh, next up for the ranks, we've got Dillbags versus Reynolds. Kyle, what are your thoughts? Oh Jesus! Uh, I'll go Dillbags because he's got no Moses. He's got an average higher than Reynolds for the rest of the season. Kyle, sorry, not Kyle, <laughs> Robert. <laughs> Dylan Brown, he's cheaper and less of an injury risk. Louis, yeah, Dylan Brown. 
for sure. I thought this would be close. There's another four-way again. All right, next up. This one's actually pretty interesting. Both almost the exact same price, but I've just thought it's might be another four-way. But Grant versus Coruscant. Uh, Robbo, what are your thoughts? Ooh, I'm going to say Coruscant is going to have more defensive workload, so I'd go for him, and he's going to be more of a pod. Nice, Kyle. Yeah, I'll go Grant. He's got that attack out of dummy half. That um, him and Cookie are very similar, and I think uh, he'll get the good attacking stats more than Coruscant will, who is just a tackle bag. Louis, I think I'm going to go Coruscant this one, um, only because Penrith will lose a couple of games, and he's just going to get his hand on the ball more and just do more. You know, just stand up and be a leader. I'm actually, I'm with you. I think Coruscant definitely, without Cleary and Luai, he's sort of, him and Yo is going to rule that sort of uh, train. And there's a big L for, for Cole there. <laughs> uh, next one here, we've got Sean Lane versus Adam Elliott. This is an interesting one. Robbo, thoughts? Adam Elliott, because most of us probably own him. Okay, easy. Kyle? Sean Lane, I think he's more consistent and he'll consistently give you 50s, whereas Adam Elliott's got a lower score in him like we saw last week. Louis, come on for the for the power train. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, uh, they're they're very even, um, but I think Lane's been more consistent all year. And the loser this round is Robbo Lane. It is <laughs> Alpha Lane. <laughs> all right, next one um, for a winger fullback. We got Holmes versus Garrick. Kyle, we'll get you first. Yeah, I'll go Holmes. He's actually in a far better form than Ruben Garrick is. They both goal kick, but I think uh, the Cowboys have been really utilizing Holmes' attacking uh, uh, capabilities really well, and I think he'll easily outscore Garrick on the run home. Robbo? I'll go Garrick. I prefer to have fullbacks than centers when it comes to NRL fantasy. Louis? I think probably go with uh, Holmes only because the Cowboys' form will probably be better than Manley's at the end of the season. I'm going to go with Holmes as well, purely for the DP, for the dual position coverage. Another Alfred from another L. <laughs> and the last but not least, we've got Joe O versus Madison. we start with you, Louis. Uh, yeah, probably go Joe O. Again, more reliable. Um, you know, who knows Madison? What we're going to get uh, from him. Yeah. Kyle? Yeah, I'll go Joe O here. Um, now that Hastings is out, I think he's going to, uh, either maintain or get more minutes between prop and 13. And we've already seen the way he scores this this year. And I think he's going to be a bit more consistent than Maddo on the run home. Robbo. Joe Offangawi, availability is the most important ability in NRL fantasy. And as we know, ribs for Madison. And he also has a long-term HIA history. And we finish on a four-banger. I'm going Joe as well, only because I own him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it for, for, for round 21 rapid bounce uh, look, before we get to the questions listeners uh, there won't be any comps this week it's been a pretty busy one for all us lads but over a, a talk of league but they will be back next week um, but you can still win by purchasing our merch at rugbyleaguemerch.com my f- first or favourite is the beer coolers half the proceeds go for men of league Foundation and the other half go towards funding and competitions for you guys. So it's win-win pretty much. But get yourself some beer coolers and, and have a bit of fun and, and show your way how to support the pod. All right, let's get away for some questions. We've got Steve Ogilvy. This one's for you, Robbo. Made to drink water or Ramian to have plenty of cover? Oh, wait, sorry. Made to drink water or Ramian, have plenty of cover? That's actually a really interesting question. I didn't expect that we'd get these two players to be spoken about. Now, I'm going to assume you've got Nat Butcher or Adam Dwayhe already. If you don't, 
grab those instead. If you're looking for a winger fullback or centre coverage, I would probably go for Ramian out of those. I like the Sharks draw. Yeah, nice. All right, this one's from The Cricket Memes. Okay, Kyle, this one's for you. Has Nat Butcher done enough to justify a buy? Elliot um, to Nat Butcher, Cleary to Cook, Kennedy to Tass. Unfortunately, all my trades are used. BDE, cheers. <laughs> the BDE strikes again. Um, so, Nat Butcher, has he done enough to justify a buy? He's a good option and he's got good, good job security and he's going to give you... 45 plus most weeks, but your next question, Elliot to Butcher, Elliot's a hold, his flaws around the 45, similar to Butcher, it's real sideways uh, just at this time of year, especially if you're trying to free up cash, so save a trade there and hold Elliot. Cleary to Cook, definitely lock that in. And this last one, Kennedy to Tass, instead of going to Tass, why don't you get Dykes? Mm. I'm guessing he's only going to be an emergency anyway, and that'll actually open up one hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars. But if you if you're going to go to TAS, that's going to cost you one hundred nine grand. So if if you do save a trade here, you're going to probably bank at least a couple of hundred thousand dollars and have one trade left. So go Kennedy to um to Dykes and Cleary to Cook and save your trade on Elliot to Butcher. No, I like that. It's actually funny. We should have brought Louis on earlier to support sponsor this big dick energy. <laughs> <sort of laughs> trades. That would have been perfect for his optimal health. Oh, oh no. Uh, right, next up, we've got Damo Lenahan. This one's for you again, Kyle. Keep Moses and upgrade pole to someone like Hughes or trade Moses to a half or to Tarpany and stuff half cover. <laughs> All right, so we already know Moses won't be playing until finals with his broken finger, so you need to get rid of him. Polly's starting this week, and he's got good security in the Tigers 17, so hold him. So then you'll, you'll trade your Moses to a half or Tarpany and have no cover. So this depends, as I said before, about um, about Tarpany and the, and, the, and the halves cover. Do you want the boom of Tarpany? You know, remember there's a possibility he, he could scores could, could vary um, and sort of, you know, there's a bit of a risk. If your team's better suited to having a half as a backup and you don't have DC, then I'd go him over Tarpany. Um, but other half options you could consider if you can't get DCE could be Munster, Reynolds, or even Dylan Brown without Mitch Moses. Nice. This one's from Brody Phillips. I'll take this one, boys. It's nice and easy. Final trade of the year, Cleary to who? Cover isn't an issue. Options are Tarpany, Murray, Manu, Manu Munster, Madison, or Cotter. That's just the one, Cam the Mars Murray. All right, next. <laughs> Andy Tran. This one's for you, Robo. Trade now, okay. Cleary. Four trades left. Best option out of Teddy, Lane, Cotter, and Reynolds. Or is it worth spending two trades to get Cook or Tarpany? Some great discipline from Andy to have four trades left at this stage of the season. Now, in terms of Nathan Cleary, we're going to attack your four options there. I think, Cotter, we've got to wait and see him actually get the minutes to be worth a pick-up. Now, with your situation, Andy, you've got four trades there. In a couple of weeks, he might be an excellent pod for you. So whack him on the watch list and maybe wait till around 22, 23, because I think his minutes will ramp up to that 55, 60. He may be relevant, especially if you're lacking full cover. In terms of those other players there, it would really depend on your positional availability. If I was going to rank those four, though, I would be going... Tedesco, Lane, Reynolds, Cotter. But I will put it out there. If you haven't got Cameron Murray, I just do that one in one trade if you haven't got him already. Nice. And staying with you, we've got um, Brenton Vickery. Best combo of Munster, Reynolds, or Murray and Dillbags. And with two more trades left, is Aiken the home sideways? 
Some great questions from Brenton, who's a regular contributor to our community. And with these two combos, Brenton, I would be going Murray and Dylan Brown. Now, I just think with that, we're looking at Murray. I think he'll outperform Munster. That's my opinion. But again, the stats tend to suggest that. And when it comes to Dillbags and Reynolds, as we spoke about before, if there's an upside there for Dillbags, he's going to have you know, much more reliable availability. We know Reynolds is managing pain. So that's your combo there would be Murray and Dylan Brown. In terms of your second question there, I would almost argue that if Aiken did get stuck out in the centers, which I don't think is going to happen, that would be an upgrade. But you've got two trades, Brenton. Have a look at the round that we just had. All the chaos that happened in one round. There's going to be more chaos ensuing. Those two trades can be quite valuable for you. And instead of, let's just say you assumed Holmes are going to average 50 and Aiken 40 rest of the season, that 50 points you could make over those last five rounds, I reckon you could make even more if a very highly owned player goes down like a Heinz or something like that. If you can trade him out, your rivals can't. So I definitely hold off that second trade there. No, I think that's spot on advice there. And last but not least, we've got Luke Adams. This one's for you, Kyle. It's a pretty simple question. Tarpany, Munster, or Manu for Cleary? So we've pretty much talked about all these guys except Joey Manu. He's a world-class player. Been smashing it, but I wouldn't be paying $826,000 for him. Simple as that. Munster and Tarpany, I've already talked about. If you need another solid half, go Munster. If you've already got a good balance, go Tarpany. So my order for that, Munster and Tarpany for a, a, a dead even first and Manu. Ah, very nice. And that's it for buy, hold, sell, avoid round 21. Uh, I'd like to thank you guys who smashed it this this uh, this episode. And lo- a special thanks to, to Louis. Lovely debut, mate. It was very good. Very good. Oh, thank you. Thank uh, I hope to have much. you back next week. <laughs> if, hope to have your time next week for another injury update. Um, last words, Bobo? So a lot of people would know that the Premier League is back this week, which means the start of Fantasy Premier League. If you want to set yourself a challenge, Fantasy Premier League is the way to go. You literally cannot move your team once lockout goes, which is 90 minutes before the first teams are announced. So FPL starts this week. Good luck to anyone playing. Very nice. I might have to give that a crack. I've never done it before. Oh, I've seen fun. Louis. Lou was going yes. He's a big massive soccer fan too. So, uh, Louis, last words? I'll no, put him on the spot. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having me on. I um, can't wait to be a regular. <laughs> Lovely. Loving your beard too, mate. Love uh, and Kyle, any um, last words? Uh, I think it's going to be a round of very few injuries and most coaches are going to survive. They don't have any trades. No, lovely. Guys, that's it. That's a wrap. Um, tune in next week for Buy, Hold, Sell, Avoid, round 22. Not that there'll be many of us who have trays left, but hey, we're all we all have a bit of fun on this on the show anyway. So we'll listen, we'll talk to you then, boys and girls.